You're listening to the Disability Spotlight podcast, lighting the way for disability in the sector. And I'm your host, Simone Dudley, an occupational therapist and Disability Spot executive member. Disability Spot is a dedicated group of speech pathologists, physios and OTs that volunteer their time to provide best practice professional development and networking opportunities for those of you working in the disability sector. And our podcast topics are for members and non-members and relate to supporting our community achieve best practice in the disability sector. So I'd like to welcome you listeners to a special guest today. So the topic we're talking about in this podcast today is a new graduate program. We're going to learn a little bit about new graduate programs, about why they're important, about how you might structure or get started with a new graduate program, thinking about the measures of success, and then perhaps a key tip for anybody out there listening that might want to establish a new graduate program. Our guest today is a bit special to me, Julie Cullenwood. Julie is also an occupational therapist and I have known Julie for a very long time. In fact, since my very first new graduate job myself. Julie, could I ask you to introduce yourself and just share a little bit about your story um, before we get going on some questions? Thanks, Simone. Hello. I'm an occupational therapist by background, as Simone has said. I'm also a primary school trained teacher and I completed my dip ed by distance education as a mature age student. For a number of years, I worked as both an OT and a teacher. And then I moved into senior OT roles, working locally, regionally and at state level. And I've worked primarily in the disability field and have always been rurally based. And my passion has been and remains developing workforce, allied health workforce, especially OT and speech, to provide quality services for people who live in the rural and remote areas. And I've worked for Marathon Health for seven years now. In a number of roles, I started as a supervising occupational therapy therapist and then as a manager to start growing and developing the workforce for the NDIS that was being rolled out. And my current role is as a practice lead for disability and workforce development. And a bit about just Marathon Health, is it's a not-for-profit registered charity with a vision of enabling country communities to thrive through improved health and well-being. And we're one of the largest providers of Headspace services in Australia and we're the largest non-government employer of allied health staff in Western New South Wales. And we're passionate advocates for equal access to quality health services for people wherever they choose to live. Oh, that's just fabulous, Julie. And I was thinking about when I knew you, I was an early graduate based in Dubbo. And of course, you were even further out in Western New South Wales at Burke. Tell me a little bit about the footprint of Marathon Health. How far does it extend across the eastern states? We're in rural New South Wales, basically from Burke down to Albury. And we provide services in that large footprint. And we also provide some services in rural Victoria. And we've got an office in Canberra in the ACT. So we're a rurally based organisation. Our management is based rurally. And we're very passionate about providing services to people where they live in rural areas. 
Great. And I think we all understand how important that is, that access to services for all consumers, but especially those living in rural and remote areas. So, Julie, tell me then, why was it really important for Marathon Health to establish a new graduate program? A number of reasons. I think the first and foremost was the NDIS was rolling out in our region in our region, and we recognised a need to grow that workforce, particularly we focused on occupational therapists and speech pathologists, to deliver the services for people with disabilities that were going to be receiving their individualised packages. And so we could grow that we knew the workforce was coming, the need, and research tells us, and we know this to be true in practice, that recruitment and retention in rural areas is really challenging, and especially in the complex areas of complex disability. So our aim was to create opportunities for people for new graduates, to, and we wanted to attract them, we wanted to grow their skills, and we wanted to keep them in for this growing need. We want to invest in a grow-your-own model. We're really keen to support those graduate new qual- new graduate therapists to develop their clinical and professional skills and ability to work rurally, which is a specialist skill in itself, in, I believe, and to instill a sense of confidence and competence in providing person-centred services, as I said, based in rural services. And the other thing we saw as an opportunity was to support new graduates through working with in industry, not in the usual, in the maybe more traditional health areas in a growing NGO, because we were recognising from the students that we were having that the very few had a placement in disability. And so we recognised the need to grow their skills to work with, with people with disabilities. That's interesting, isn't it? Because often your placement experience as a new graduate really cements your initial early frameworks. And so how important it would be to have that exposure to really understand life's and allied health practitioner operating in the disability space. That's right. And certainly we started with a a very small student program. Um, initially with two students. That has grown to be quite a major program now. And certainly from those early days, the new graduate program was a perfect launch pad from having those early students and getting the feedback from the students about that, what was important to them to learn about and what, what they found important from their placement and what they thought would be important for them if they were to have a job in disability environment mm. as a new graduate. So we we felt that was very important, the students' feedback, and it certainly gave us ideas as we were growing our workforce to as to what would be needed to help them work with people with disabilities as they um, received their individualised packages. So on that thread then, Julie, how did you get started? What were the key design principles and the commitments that Marathon Health made when they were just starting to think about the new graduate program? One of the biggest things was that they recognised a need to invest in senior experienced um, clinicians. And so our growing team, we had a small team growing 
but we employed some senior therapists who had who were very experienced working in disability. And so for our very first new graduate program, we started with four occupational therapists. Three were based in Dubbo and one was based all on her own in Wagga. And each of those new graduates was paired with a senior. And so that senior provided clinical supervision for them. And we also, in conjunction with that, we also started, developed a series of workshops for a number of reasons, but to deliver what we thought were key ingredients for someone who was starting to work in the disability world and some of the key understandings of working in the newly growing NDIS, which was very bureaucratic and it was a learning curve for everybody. And also because we had one of the new graduates based in another office to learn about working rurally, so all the things with using technology and video, we started with video conferencing and all these different methods. And I must say now we have teams, it's marvellous. But so we we started with that. We developed an orientation package which included the comprehensive orientation guidelines for the newly developing NDIS. We developed the series of workshops. Initially, there was one a week and they were for two hours each. And the topics for the early workshops were identified and prioritised based on feedback from the students that we'd had and also from the developing needs that we could see as we started to work with people that were getting their packages, as I said, and also from and from the seniors and so we started with things like person-centered practice what is intellectual disability supervision developing a targeted professional development program how did you do that how did you target the skills you needed when you were new grad and needed so many skills and service delivery models including working remotely and working in an outreach model They were some of the early topics. And then we developed, then they provided, those initial new graduates provided us with feedback about some topics that they would like. And for example, one of the ones that they suggested was having initial conversations with people with intellectual disability and particularly for for people who were nonverbal or had communication needs that they hadn't come across Mm -hmm. before. So that's an example of how that evolved. We also had a targeted PD program, as I said, for specific skills that were required that they may not have learned about, for example, comp- seating mm. and complex home modifications. Uh, and because in those early days, as I said, they hadn't had many, most of them had not had disability placements. Mm. So we, th- that was important. And, you know, Marathon Health supported the development of the program and the resourcing as a commitment to supporting these new graduates and giving them the best start that we possibly could. And, Julie, it sounds like Marathon Health made a significant sort of commitment in terms of resourcing but also time. I know I'm just imagined that for Marathon Health is probably a larger provider that maybe has the resources to to manage that but would you say that was also important to underpin sort of the success of the program that the time commitment and the the resourcing in terms of the IP packaging of content plus the senior practitioners that you've talked about that it was all of those attributes of the program that really 
led to success plus the feedback, I'm guessing? Definitely all of those things. I think, yeah, we certainly were very fortunate that Marathon did support the heavy resourcing, particularly to start the program. Now we're four years in, we've got recorded workshops, we've got internally the staff develop, deliver the workshops. So we've got a number of staff who have now delivered workshops and from a wide range of staff. We've got, as I said, a large, a lot of experienced people. So we've got clinical psychologists who was able to present some workshops and we've had people present on all sorts of topics. So the new graduates learn about the different people across the marathon footprint and the leaders and the different sorts of work that marathon does. So it helps them really feel part of the organisation as well which is really helpful. And the thing that they like the they seem to like the most is that they really love experienced people talking to them and learning practical way to practical example of how to embed research and and experience into practice. So as each workshop all out. Yeah, no, that's great, Julie. And I can just hear the internet's just slightly wobbly. So just be patient, listeners, I think will be right going forward. And so, Julie, you talked a little bit about this continual improvement. So making a start and then continually improving the new graduate program. What were some of your measures of success? Did tell, Talk a little bit about how you measured the success of the program. Listeners, unfortunately, Julie's internet did not improve and it really impacted the quality of the audio. We attempted a re-recording and that was not successful, this time due to some technical issues on our part. We were, however, able to obtain a transcript, which has just allowed me to sum up Julie's final points. And it's just so valuable, the information that we wanted to do this for the listeners. The success metrics that Julie outlined at Marathon Health are quite comprehensive. Julie spoke about updating the program every year based upon feedback received that prior year. And the feedback that they obtain related to the workshop content It was feedback from the, they did pre and post surveys um, and they added uh, some additions that might have included um, a question and answer panel, for instance, um, having the workshops recorded so that if somebody missed the workshop, they could go back and re-listen or re-listen at a later stage after some experience had been gained. Of course, the NDIS landscape uh, changes regularly, so updating um, content relating to changes was really important and that was based upon feedback. Um, updating evidence and best practice so that the clinical um, practice information is is really uh, updated and aligned with current thinking and evidence. So doing a combination of pre and post surveys, uh, listening to the uh, new graduate feedback was really important and that data was all kept and then reviewed at the end of the year allowing for um, program updates the following year. I said to Julie that I can see the investment of coordinating the new graduate program was significant. Um, 
to for marathon health and that in fact um there might be new graduate listeners listening uh thinking wow marathon health sounds like a great organization and a supportive place to work so let's give marathon health a plug for any new graduates that are listening because uh now four years in they have a well-developed new graduate program the final question I asked Julie was, what would be one key message that you might share with an allied health provider who's just getting started with designing a new graduate program? She couldn't isolate to just one. And upon reflection, I can understand why. She spoke about two. She says that you really need to understand the core needs of your client group. What are the core services that you provide and what are your clients really seeking in terms of priority because that will inform the content um, that you might need to focus on skill building and secondly really listening to the new graduates julie spoke about just how excited the new graduates are to work at marathon health they're at the beginning of their careers and they have so many ideas to share and want to be part of improving uh, the program and the experience for those that follow. So Julie finished by saying that it was a real combination of the clients and new graduates that hold the keys to developing those feedback loop mechanisms that are important to develop a program that's, that's quality and that can be improved over time. I finished off by thanking Julie very much. I was very grateful for her to share her story, share her tips uh, for those listening. And just, it was so lovely to talk to Julie again. Um, and Julie, I wish you all the best. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Disability Spot podcast. Be sure to check the links for any information on topics talked about today. Disability Spot is run by a group of passionate allied health professionals and dedicated to presenting best practice seminars and building networks for those working to support people with disabilities. Consider becoming a Disability Spot member to attend events, tap into webinars or recordings, resources and network. It's a really cost-effective way to build those PD points. To listen to new Disability Spot podcasts, subscribe and be sure to tell your friends and colleagues. Disability Spotlight, lighting the way for disability in the sector.